Canada shooting a movie, no biggie smalls. So some of my closest and most talented friends have agreed to stand in, fill in, and get in because the show must go on and because you're going to love them. Jordan Carlos will be taking over host duties for this episode. He's a past guest and he's a great friend. And he's also somebody baby daddy and a husband. Stop it. Look out for him in the next season of Black Mirror on Netflix. And I hope you love him as much as I do, which is buku, which is French for a lot. Because I'm bougie, bitch. And now sitting in for Michelle Buteau, please give it up for Jordan Carlos. What's up? Oh my God. What's up? I'm Michelle Buteau. I love it. I just want to hear myself say that. Uh, I'm joined as always by Rob Lewis. What's up, Rob? What up? Yeah. <laughs> what's up, man? What's up, man? I'm good. I love it here. Welcome to the WNYC studios, everybody. That's what's up. Yeah, they're like, you're, you're still not Michelle. Um, that's, that's just life in New York, right? It's tough. It was raining today, too. I like when it rains in New York. Do you like when it rains in New York, man? I love it when it rains. You know, you, yeah. You want to know why? Because we divide into those two groups, don't we? Big umbrella people and little umbrella people. <laughs> And you know who the fuck you are, right? I'm a little umbrella person. Are there any other little umbrella people in the house right now? Yeah. Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise his hand. Polite people, polite people, nice people. We make the world move. That's right, in the back. I saw you, I saw you. That's right, we get our little umbrellas from the corner store because we're surprised that it's raining. We don't plan, we're just, we don't plan at all, right? We're just little pushovers and like little field mice, we run around the city and we don't want to bump into the other eight million people around us, right? So what do we do? We, we raise our umbrella, we lower it, right? We go side to side, you know? It's like, I have my bubble, you have your bubble, I don't want any bubble trouble, right? You know what big umbrella people do? They're like, get the fuck out of my way! Coming through, big umbrella people time! I get clotheslined by big umbrella people all the time. When I get the sight back in my good eye, I look up and that umbrella, that umbrella always has the name of some bailed out bank printed on the side, right? <laughs> and I'm always like, we never should have given you motherfuckers money, right? But have you ever been under a big umbrella? You're like, wow, this is how the 1% lives. <laughs> it's spring though, guys, it's graduation time. It's graduation, you did it, you did it, you did it. Is anybody graduating from anything? Or just giving up? <laughs> You're graduating, what are you graduating from? Uh, Montclair State. Congratulations. Okay, everybody's like, this is New York, they're like, I don't care. Um, no, my, I'm no better. My wife graduated summa cum laude from Smith. I graduated, thank the laude. So, uh, that's my life. What about you, Rob? What did you, you graduate, bro? Did you graduate with honors? Graduate? You're talking about college or high school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, college. What I didn't did you? graduate from college. Oh, yeah? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those dropouts that followed my dreams. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I left to, uh, I, I actually uh, went to a music school, so I went to Berkeley College of Music. Berkeley College That's of Music? What the fuck? Yeah. How long was the program? Is the program long? Yeah, I mean, but look, I dropped out. And I dropped out because, <laughs> look, I dropped out because I ended up pursuing a career in uh, as a musical director on tour with people and I ended up with Brian McKnight. He came to do a clinic oh, at the wow. show. He came to do a clinic what? at Berkeley and the truth of the matter was I was his biggest fan in Chicago. Yeah. And so I ended up coming back to... I was his biggest fan in Dallas. 
<laughs> I ended up coming to Berkeley, and 17 days of me being there, he came to do a clinic. And a year later, I ended up on the road with him, and that was the beginning of my career. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Similar story, similar story. Um, <laughs> this is a weird story, but I actually was in a, a, a Lauryn Hill video. Whoa. For Do you remember that song, Doo Wop? Yeah, of course. It was like, guys, you know you better. Watch out, right? right. I, was, um, I was a trumpeter in the back. Wow. Right? I was like playing the trumpet. It was like my first, uh, <laughs> my first gig. But what, ha- what had happened was uh, I figured out like that I think the notes are... G A C for that for the like the it's like bam 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 right yeah. so I figured it out and I was like playing it because I actually did play the trumpet and then Lauren Hill was like oh you you figured that out pretty well and I was like I do what I can Lauren Hill um so <laughs> fine um all right so the point is later that summer I was in a mall parking lot of course and then Lauren Hill is like coming out of the mall and I just I was like hey I just want to say like I had a great time working on that vid with you. And she was like, I did too. Oh, my God. Well, she didn't say that. She was like, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I was like, I just had such a great time. Like, um, you know, it, it, meant, it meant a lot to me. And the video looks amazing, which it does. And it still holds up. And then uh, she goes, hey, you really play trumpet, huh? And I was like, yeah. And then she goes, how would you like to come on tour with me? What? What? Cut to me in Amsterdam. Kidding. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I, I took a breath. I, t- I paused and I was like, you know what? I don't play that well. And I was honest with her and I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. And then, yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a similar Lauren Hill story. Are you si- I swear to God. You just gotta one-up me, don't you, buddy? I swear to God. I swear, I swear. You gotta, you gotta one-up me? Come on, Rob. It's not What's a one-up. It's, it's, it, it'll end up the same way. Was it at the Short Hills Mall in New Jersey? <laughs> nah, it was, it was at her home in Florida. Oh! Listen, oh, listen. Oh, it's at her home in nah, Florida! Nah, it's not to, Listen, it ended up being the same thing, man. She told... I, she flew me out there at... Uh, listen, 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 is, listen. Rob, Rob, this she is already flew, not the she, same thing. She flew, me, <laughs> she flew me out there. Yes. And she took all night. She made me wait until 6 wine. o'clock in the morning... She yes. ended up coming in her pajamas and she sure. asked me to be Donnie Hathaway in one hand and Stevie Wonder in the other. And she was asking me all these crazy requests of everything. And uh-huh. in the end of the whole thing, I was like, you know what? I don't think I play that well for you. Oh, my God. It ended up being the same way. We're the same dude. Just like you with the trumpet. I was like, I don't think I'm the guy for you. But yours is a much cooler score. <laughs> You're flown out to Florida. Lauren Hill appears before you in her nightgown or something like that. And I'm not good at enough. At six for her. in the morning, like, hey, I know you're enjoying the sun coming up over Miami, but let me ask you, <laughs> would you be the Donny Hathaway to my Stevie Wonder? She, she's a genius. Shit. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I want to, I want to <laughs> switch heads with Rob. That's all I want to know. That's what I want to do. So how was, did you, did you, what was like your graduation from high school? Like? I will tell you about that though. I, Please. I did have a cool graduation. My mother actually, uh, who, rest in peace, she put her all into me. And for high school, she bought me a $500 Italian suit. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like I was a good kid. I was a good were you, kid. And were you I valedictorian? Actually had, nah, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I, you know, uh. But I was her pride and joy. And yeah. that's what I remember from graduation is that she she looked out for me. She bought me a nice, my first real suit. 
That's that's what's up. Props yeah. for that. Props yeah. for that. You were stunting. You were stunting on yeah. graduation. <laughs> I got a suit from Ross, uh, I believe, uh, where you dress for less. And uh, I believe it was a three-piece because I was a man of that. I was like, give me all three pieces. Um, by the way, how are my ankles looking, everybody? I think they're a little ashy. Are they okay? They're okay? I feel like they're ashy. Does anybody have Loshi in the... You got Loshi? Thank you. Thank you, sister. It's just like, like I got you. I saw the ash. Um, wasn't looking that good. Um... I really appreciate that. And on that note, are you guys ready for more show? Are you ready? Get it high, get it high, get it up. Yes. Our first guest tonight, our first guest tonight uh, is an extraordinary comedian. He does so much. I mean, it's like, it's almost like, what doesn't this guy do? He is a writer, a director. His new movie, Eighth Grade, will be coming out in July. I just watched it. It's, it's so, so good. You must watch it. Please put your hands together for Bo Burnham! Bo Burnham, what's up, man? Yeah, what's up? Appreciate it. This is literally us. Do we sit? You can sit. Absolutely, you can sit. You can twerk. You can do whatever you want, Bo Burnham. This is literally us meeting. This isn't like some... Yeah, this is nice. This I is... did say hi, and that was about it. This is pretty organic. How you doing, yeah. Rob? All is well as I swallow my Prosecco. <laughs> I am a Robert. I am a Rob. Oh, that's what's you up. You are? Yes. That's where it comes from? Well, not really. They wanted to name me Bo, my parents. Mm-hmm. But then my mother thought, like, if he has a real job, he needs a real name. So they gave me Robert in case I was a doctor. And then I very didn't become a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a surgeon when it comes to jokes. Uh, is, it, is it fair to say that you're like the Doogie Howser of comedy? Like uh, yeah. Visually, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I think we, we have the same sort of backboard forehead. Um, hey, now, you have a nice, you have a nice, guys, he has a nice forehead, Come right? on. I was, I was asking for it. Thank you're you. You're asking for it. You're asking for it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I also wanted to just say, like, congratulations on, on your film. Oh, appreciate it, man. It's Thanks. unbelievable. He made this film. Do you want to talk about eighth grade a little bit? Sure. It's about eighth grade. <laughs> no, it's about a, yeah, it's about a 13-year-old girl in her last week of eighth grade. It's sort of set now, and it's just a sort of week in her life. Uh, and, you know, eighth grade is horrifying and weird and scary, and 2018 is horrifying and weird and scary, so we just brought them together. Yeah, everything about it you captured well. Like, you captured this, the main character's name is Kayla, right? Yes. And, uh, yeah, you really delved into the mind of an eighth grade girl yeah. well. How, how'd you do that, Bo? Well, you know, I mean, truthfully, like, I wanted to talk about the internet, you know, a, a bit right. and, and sort of my own anxiety. And I felt those things were connected and then um, sort of stumbled on the voice of this girl. And, and, and I watched, you know, hundreds of videos of kids online talking about themselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, no, easy. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, right. no, when you're Googling, like, middle school pool party for research, it's, you're clearing your history every other hour. Um, <laughs> but, but truly... Um, the, the, the movie's sort of held together by these videos she makes. You know, I watched hundreds of videos of kids talking online about themselves. The boys tended to talk about Minecraft. The girls tended to talk about their souls. So it was sort of like, Aww. okay, obviously, obviously I'm going to write about a girl. Because like, the, the story about a boy would just be like 90 minutes of Fortnite references or something. Um, but it was also like, I, I just felt like, I like nostalgic films and things, but I didn't want it to be an exploration of you know my youth. Yeah. And, and um, it being a girl did 
was a buffer that just forced me to sort of subordinate myself to what she was going through. And I, you know, I, I wanted, I don't think the way we remember that age is the same thing as the way it is at mm. that age. Uh, so was it, it really worse was, than we remember? Is it, it, I just remember it being, there's like a certain discomfiture. Yeah, you know, it. exactly. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. It's just the experience of it. I feel like the way we remember that age is in these 10 pole moments. Okay. Like my first kiss, my first drink, my first whatever, but like, the actual experience of being that age, and we, w we wanted to make a movie about the white noise between those moments, and right. that, like, really the experience of being in eighth grade is looking up at the clock and being, like, six hours to take, to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or the walk from your dad's car to someone else's house, you know, like, how long a hallway is, how high a ceiling is, uh, uh, to, to not do a sort of looking back, but getting in and looking out. You did, you did that. And, and a lot of it, I mean, you got, you got your start on YouTube, obviously. Uh, um, and what, what do you think of the, the videos when you look back at the videos that you made then? Horrified. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. how would you like, like the things you wrote at 16 to be ingrained and, you know, unable to be scrubbed away, you know? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I did it. I mean, like, whatever I did then, like, got me here and I wouldn't yeah. want to, like, can we swear? Can you, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. I wouldn't want to like fuck yeah. mess with, no, no, I don't know. Um, no, uh, um, no, fuck with it. You yeah, don't I wouldn't want to fuck with the yeah, yeah. butterfly effect and yeah. then I'm, you know, I'm not here. So I'm very happy of whatever, but you know, um, this sort of convergence of 2006 comic sensibility and me being 16 led to some pretty unsubtle comedy probably. Uh, but you know, I was a kid, so I can kind of look back so what and was, forgive okay, myself. When you look at uh, YouTube now, what are your, I mean, what are your favorite videos? What do you think of it now? I mean, it, it, it helped you out a great deal. Yeah, I mean, there... it asks something deeper of kids now. You know what I mean? In yeah. 2006, when I was starting, it was literally like, there's a new thing called YouTube. Oh, I have like a little funny song. I'll post it so my brother mm. can see it, like, because he lives in another state. Oh. Um, it wasn't the idea of what it is now. Is that how it started for you? Yeah, really. Just like, uh, like, like I want my brother to see it. But now, but now it's like, it used to, it's the same way that sort of Instagram and Twitter versus Facebook or MySpace, where Facebook or MySpace was like, you know, make a website. What are your interests? What are your favorite songs? Instagram and Twitter. What do you look like? What do you think? What do you look like? What do you think? You know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to, oh, post a funny video online versus now like live there, express yourself there, be seen there as you right. actually are. You know, I just think uh, the internet like of young people just asks much more primal, deep, weird questions. Right. Um, and they re there really isn't a, I'm sort of like the elder of the internet generation. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I was like the last Aren't like you the last 27 years had, old? But really, but I'm yeah. seeing, I, I was like, I'm the oldest person that grew up with the internet. Okay. Or like okay. really grew up with social media. Right. Which I think that's the internet. Like the internet's just like a big library, but social media actually like works on people's souls, I think. So, um, yeah. And I, and I, part of the thing was my interactions with the internet now and feeling anxious about it and going like, what if I was 13 and had to deal with this? I, I can't yeah. imagine what, what, what it would be like. So it seems like you have like a love hate relationship. How do you think we're failing teenagers then when it comes to like the internet and their, their maturation process? I don't know. I, I just think like, I don't think we understand maybe how meaningful it is to them and how it actually plays on them emotionally and neurochemically. You mean like truly there's like a group of 12 guys in Silicon Valley making decisions about the neurochemistry of an entire generation one app at a time without, and these guys have no social skills or any care about like what it means to be a human being or, you know, so like the people that talk with authority on the internet know nothing about the internet. I mean, the more you know about it, the less sure you are about it. And like when 13 year olds yeah. grow up to be social scientists, I'll be super happy to hear what they have to say about it. But until then, it's just like, I feel like we just need to like, just take inventory emotionally of what's happening. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't even feel like we're, 
describing it. Do parents, do you think they just want to check out or anything? Because we're both parents, me and, me and Rob. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I've never handed my son the phone. Um, well, yeah, and I'm, and I'm the best. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've actually handed my son the phone because he like sees he'll see me on the phone and he wants. He's like, eh, eh, eh. He's 16 months, he grabs it and then he's like making moves like, you know, no, like, but that's uh, that's the really terrifying part. I mean, my, I have a nephew yeah. that's three, and like watching him in the iPad makes you go like, oh, this stuff is built to be intuitive mm -hmm. to us pre everything wow. because it's built to be for babies. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, uh, my son, before he could read, and he's just starting to read. I have a six-year-old, and I also have a 12-year-old. Um, and so that's a weird age that you're talking about um, because she has Snapchat. And oh. we were watching the game last night, and I just happened to say, that's Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy. And she was like, yeah, they're not together anymore. And I was like, <laughs> how do you know that? And she was like, Snapchat. And I was like... Yeah, I think I'm gonna need to look at your phone because it's right, just one right, of those things, right, you know. Right, it's right, it's right. like yeah. what what I mean. You you're right. They're gonna have to do an analysis 15 years from now, 20 years from now, and say what is the impact of this. Yeah, I think it'll be like need, smoking, where it's need. like where it's like in 20 years it'll be like, oh, we shouldn't have been doing that. And the equivalent of my doctor smoked will right. be <laughs> my shrink was on Twitter. Sure, you, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. can you? Um, absolutely. That's a that's a great thought, man. <laughs> Um, are we in any way jealous of the, of the youth culture? You know, I mean, and I just use youth culture. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so old. No, uh, but are we, are we jealous of, of kids that have like, um, you know, they're basically like cyborgs and have, that always have like, a, like uh, some kind of piece of machinery on them at like all time, you know? I'm not. I, I'm not. You well, know. you're awesome. But. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, I just, I, I think I'd be worse with it. I feel yeah. lucky to not have had it. I mean, am I jealous of youth? And yeah, oh, for sure. Um, I want to have hope again, you know. Um, <laughs> but like, but like um, I don't know, the, the generation often gets defined as self-obsessed. Right. They are, but not self-obsessed usually means vain. And it doesn't mean, that it, it's like a bummer to have to think about yourself all the time. You know, I know. Should, you should just be, <laughs> yeah. And, and so like, I feel like kids are really in their own heads sort of as like a cultural mandate or whatever. So like, you know, I feel, I, I feel for them. I feel, and I just, well, you captured them so, so oh, well. Thanks. And you, you could tell the empathy that you have. You, you guys have to see this movie in July. I swear to God, or I'm going to take hostages. Um, guys, let's hear it for both. Appreciate it guys. Thank you. Jordan Carlos. I'm subbing in for Michelle Buteau. We have a lot more show. You guys ready? Now, Michelle is, Michelle is not far. She is, she is with us in spirit. Um, she did today leave me a voicemail, which I thought was super sweet uh, of encouragement, and I haven't actually been able to listen to it, so can we play it? Hey, Jordan, yes. it's Mishy Boot. Um, yes. Thank you so much for hosting my show. Of um, good luck. Uh, try and look cute. If you can, please, people take pictures. There's a hashtag. It's a thing. You know what? And have fun with um, Rob. Rob is cool as fuck. I know you're very wow. intimidated by him because he's what a man is supposed to be and look like, but that's okay. Maybe you can learn something from him. And be nice to my audience. They cute as fuck. 
Sassy as fuck. And I know audience. somebody's ready to sit and spin on a dick tonight. Ow. <laughs> All right, bitch. I think that's it. Have fun. Bye. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. It's the one. All right. Are you guys ready for more show? Are you ready? All right, so my next guest is an icon, creator of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Perhaps you've heard of it. Writer, director, soon-to-be podcaster. Uh, and he's got an amazing new film coming out called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Please welcome John Cameron Mitchell. Are you fucking kidding? Are you fucking kidding? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Thank you so much. John Cameron Mitchell, everybody. Thank you. So, John, you are going to Australia very soon, right? You know, as I said recently, I, I used to be a tour de force. Now I'm forced to tour. I have to... Uh, I'm going to Australia to do some concerts for my mom. My mom needs a lot of care right yeah. now. And um, I'm going overseas to do... Just song, you know, different songs. Mm. Um, it's sort of like my rock concert. I'm playing the hits. I'm playing songs from my new podcast. I'm doing maybe a song from The Secret Garden when I was a child on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I might do a song from my new film, How to Talk to Girls at Parties. I wrote three songs in that. And oh. I sing one punk song on that called Extraction. But will, will Australia get Hedwig and the Angry Inch? Well, they've had it. But do they understand it? They understand it more than people here did. Well, I only say that because of the metric system. Oh, right. <laughs> actually, I don't know if you had to translate it to centimeters. Actually, in Brazil, or... it was called the Furious Centimeter. <laughs> yeah. It really was. Okay, that's all I meant. But, but, uh, I, I was wondering, so your mother, you're, you're there to support My mom has Alzheimer's. She's happier than she's ever been in her life, which is one of the byproducts sometimes. Um, she's actually been great for years, but she needs a lot of care, and it's, you know, our country doesn't always take care of its own. What? <laughs> no, uh, my, my grandmother also had, she had Alzheimer's, so I, I know what it's like, but they're doing a lot better job these days uh, yeah. when it comes to care. Are they, or yeah, do you feel? Yeah, they just need more people. I mean, there's no cure you know, yet, and, and, you know, I'm sure I'll get it. I'm sure I'll get it. I'm sure I'll get it. No, I'm not going to do this. I forgot I forgot the joke I just made. No. Um, that is a funny byproduct of having a relative with, with Alzheimer's. Is like, you're like, is this the day that I get it? Like, I, and I, yet, yeah. mm -hmm. you can also tell the same joke over and over, and they'll still laugh. Yeah. Did your grandma have a, a good sense of humor? She had a good, she had the best. And she that best. lasts. Yes. Even when you can't remember stuff, you know what's funny. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of a cool thing. Too true. Yeah. Yeah. Because jokes are not always based on memory. They're, I think it's, uh, your sense of humor is very intrinsic. And my dad was really funny. And if you could get the joke in within the tent, you know, tent, he had Alzheimer's too. Yeah. He had Alzheimer's too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you could get the joke in the 10 seconds that he had the memory, he would get any joke. You know, right. it was just a matter of the length. Yeah. And 
songs are the other things that, that last. Absolutely. I right? used to uh, sing so many gospel songs with my grandmother. Really? Uh, we would uh, do Just a Closer Walk with Thee mm. and uh, um, have a little talk with Jesus. And I was like, I'm an agnostic. Right. Uh, <laughs> You're like <laughs> yeah, yeah, walking yeah, like, around heaven all day again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she didn't forget a word it's of the hymns. It's yeah, beautiful. It's so beautiful. I can't wait to know the hymns and then forget <laughs> that I don't believe in God. There'll be uh, other, yeah. <laughs> there'll be other th- songs that you remember. There'll be other songs? Yeah. Um, what would you always remember? What would I remember? Probably like Controla. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a more, it's more for the youth culture. I'm just yeah, more for the youth culture. But one, speaking, but. Of, speaking of musicals, I don't know which way we should go now because you, you have a, a musical podcast coming out and you're doing, doing, I mean, it's like, is it 20 years since Hedwig came out? You're approaching 20 years. The this yeah, this is actually the twenty. I forgot. I should have done something. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't remember birthdays either. You it's know? okay. It's give okay. a give a present when you want to, right? Exactly. That's that's what I tell my kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, champ. Uh. <laughs> it's twenty years since it was opened off Broadway. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is such an amazing show. Is there anything, like, how would you be able to make it today? Is there anything that you would do differently? How would it be different if you wrote it today? Because we did it again on Broadway a couple years ago, and and we didn't have to change much in terms of of anything, you know, except for, you know, that it was happening now. Um, Because the character is hopefully timeless. And uh, so, yeah, it's... It is timeless. It's like an ex-wife, you know, that, that I love. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes pays me alimony, <laughs> and sometimes not. Um, but I revisit her. I dress like her. Yeah, <laughs> but I am not her. I um, want to thank you though, because I grew up in suburban Texas, and um, we didn't have anything like Hedwig when I was growing up. We had that come through the cable box, and I was like, right. "Wow, what? There's another world out there." Um, Is that how you talked? Yeah, uh, yeah, world yeah. There's a whole other world out there. <laughs> you I have mean, no was, consonants. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, I had a piece of like straw sticking out. <laughs> right now. This boy on Broadway got an angry inch. <laughs> But tell us about your podcast. Though. Tell us my about your podcast, podcast. Actually, is my new is my new musical. Oh, so it's a, a fictional podcast. It's a narrative podcast, and I'm starring in it. And we've got great uh, actors like Glenn Close is playing my mom, and what? Patty Lapone is playing my aunt. Patty Lapone. And give me another one. Uh, Cynthia <laughs> Erivo is playing my wife. From the color purple. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, this South African singer named Nakane, who's going to be at Afropunk in uh, in I will August. Be, I will be high and he's watching. Incredible! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's a hero of mine. And so we did it in uh, ten half-hour uh, episodes. We're recording and editing now. It'll probably be out by the end of the year. And uh, it's it's all about a guy doing a telethon from his front porch mm-hmm. on an app, like he's a you know, like a live stream Kickstarter because he has a brain tumor and he doesn't have insurance. That's so, that sounds crazy. But then again, I love the premises of your work, especially uh, your newest film. How Uh, to Talk to Girls at Parties opening this Friday at the IFC Center. Go see it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about about it? it. It's based on a Neil Gaiman short story about a kid 
uh, kind of based on Neil when he was a punk, you know, a punk rocker in 1977, suburban London. And he's kind of virginal and every, you know, woman is, is, is like an alien. And then he goes to a party and all the women are aliens. Yeah. Who are actually on a kind of semester abroad. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to get hotel in London. It's filled up. So they had to go to the Jersey of London, which is called Croydon. And... Uh, <laughs> Is that a place where, like, dreams go to die? Or, like, it is. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, why would the aliens go to Croydon? You know, they, they made a mistake. And the, <laughs> and the punks, and, and everyone, you know, it's a kind of a Romeo and Juliet story. So yeah. punk boy, alien girl. Nicole Kidman plays the queen of the punks. She does. And uh, Ruth Wilson and, and Matt Lucas are sort of the kings of the aliens and queens of the aliens. And uh, it's all about evolving or dying. You know, it's a kind of a love story. How much of your own childhood did you bring to How to Talk to Girls? Well, I did lose my... Speaking of sex, mm -hmm. I did... <laughs> I lost my virginity in Roswell, New Mexico. In, oh, a, in high school. Oh, to an alien? <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Did you put it in your Area 51? Like, what the hell? I'm just saying. <laughs> Is that incidental? Coincidental? Ironic? I don't know. I mean, it's, a lot, I it's a lot film. of things. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. It was on a speech and debate trip from high school. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that hot. I think it's, no, you know it's it hot. It was more you necessary. Know what it is. I just had to get it over with. Um, there's a couple of, you have a couple of like uh, Easter eggs in it. Like you have, you, you use tomatoes a lot in your, in your movies. I do use tomatoes. It's a metaphor for failure. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, That's awesome. Okay. This is just real talk, but I thought you used them because you said that they, they don't digest, or your, your body can't digest them, and then they. That still was grow. a true punk story. I heard a punk say yeah. in in England from the old days. He said, "We didn't have any money, so you know we'd go down by the sewage <laughs> pipes, and I can't do a Cockney, um, and uh, tomatoes would be growing by the sewage plant <laughs> because they don't digest in this human system, and they come out wherever there's a leak in the sewage." <laughs> so we would pick tomatoes and sell them to make our zine. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty punk. That is so punk. Um, I believe, I believe that it is game time. Are you guys ready to play a game here? And that game is a game we like to call Asking for a Friend. Now you got a crazy question that's Oh, that was good. Wow, I like that. <laughs> All right, so our first question comes from Leah or Leah? Yeah. Le okay, nailed it. <laughs> My question for a friend. Um, she's been single for like 19 months. And Is she a baby? Why are you saying? <laughs> Who said like 19, 19 months? Why are you now? keeping track of it? What <laughs> happened? I'm a good friend. Okay. <laughs> Is it a jail sentence? Like what? It's, is that why she's like locked it. away? Okay, so she's been single for 19 months. Roughly, yeah. Uh, so basically her singleness can walk and talk. Correct. So she's maybe a little bit picky. Should she lower her standards? Oh, oh, should she? What do you think? Should she I'm, lower her I'm, standards? I'm so picky. I don't know. You're picky? I feel like I'm your friend. <laughs> 
It's been more like 49 months for me, though. Rob, what do you think? Got to lower those standards or what? I don't what? think you should ever lower your standards. That's, oh. No. Um, <laughs> no. What, what you should tell your friend is wait on the magic. All right. Is wait on the magic, because magic still exists. Does and, it, John? <laughs> oh, from your lips. From your and, lips and listen, to and, listen. <laughs> and until you find that magic, have a bunch of fun. Ooh, I okay. heard that. That's pretty good. I mean, I'm pickier because I'm older now and I've been through some things. But there's, I mean, one thing you do learn when you're older is that one person can't be everything to you and it's kind of rude to ask them to be your everything. You know, because there's got to be friends for this, friends for that. A lover should have a lot of things. Yeah. You know, but they can't have everything, and that's rude to ask. That. Can you tell my wife that? I mean, come on. <laughs> Just like, oh, enough. Ah, ah, ah. All right, so uh, I hope that answers your question. So, probably not at all. Corey. Oh, you're my friend from Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah, it's me. I'm back. Hey, buddy. What's up, Red Hawk? So, my friend, who's not me, um, always ends up in the situation where... Other people seem to just feel it's appropriate to start having sex on multiple occasions and just Around ignore the fact that this friend is still in the room. So they, it, are there other people there too? No. That aren't having sex? No, it's usually just that friend and other people just assume that it's fine to just start going at it. That's I, kind I lost of amazing. my glasses. Um, <laughs> why, are, why are you still in the room though? Well, um... In some cases, this friend has just woken up to it happening at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning, for example. In the same room? Yeah, oh, a roommate friend, right. just decided it was fine to just start going at it with their Wait, girlfriend. Are there two beds then? Yeah, two okay. beds in the... That's, it's a delicate thing. It happened to me in, high, in, in college, you know. What did you do? Well, when you're young... <laughs> I was still in the closet and he wasn't, so I was pissed off. <laughs> I was like, somebody was getting some and I wasn't. But it is kind of rude. I mean, I, also when you're 19, you, you know, the sex drive is through the roof, so it's a lot of extenuating circumstances. But it, it, it seems like it requires a conversation with the RA. Oh, wow. I didn't know we were going to tattletale. Are you going to traumatize? forming the RA. I'm just saying yeah. you might want to reach yeah, out. You might want to know that someone is enjoying themselves, <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> Rob, what would you do? <laughs> I had some terrible advice. <laughs> just next time, little by little, just start taking a little shit off, little by little. Yeah. <laughs> and act like you're going to join in, and that shit will never happen again. That's true. That's a good one. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> What have I learned? <laughs> this is a portion of the program called What Have I Learned? Where I talk about, you know, uh, what, what, uh, what I've learned. And I've learned a lot. Which is uh, that, um, you know, don't get in a land war in Asia. Uh, I, I learned also where tomatoes come from. I learned what is punk. Um, I learned that Bo Burnham is really in touch with the eighth grade girl inside him. <laughs> and he had no, he just spoke with it about it with no irony whatsoever. Um, which I thought was super refreshing, you know, which was really great. Um, I learned that you can do a show with ashy, ashy ankles. Um, 
and not worry about it, even though no one handed me lotion uh, this whole time, though they said they would. You know what I learned? I learned who my, who, you know what I learned? You know what I learned? I learned who my fucking friends are. And that's what I learned. <laughs> that's what I learned. What? Yeah, and, th and this is Late Night Whenever. Please give it up for John Cameron Mitchell. And Bo Burnham. And Rob Lewis. Be good to each other, New York City. Good night. Late Night Whenever is brought to you by WNYC Studios. This podcast is produced by Joanna Solitara, Paula Schumann, Jennifer Sendro, Daniel Guimet, Adam Teicholtz, Megan Cunane, Jamie York, and Marianne Schauberg. With Isaac Jones, Chase Colpin, Joe Plord, Sarah Sambach, Caroline English, and Melissa Chusid. Music by Rob Lewis. Add music by Isaac Jones. Follow us on Instagram for some videos that are cute as fuck with me and my guests, but mostly me. Come on. I'm cute too. And don't forget to subscribe to Late Night Whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. Can you imagine? Did I tell you the one time I saw a strip show in Amsterdam and she was wearing Crocs? I was like, no, bitch, your feet should hurt like mine. <laughs>